Tennessee Wildcast is live on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right, hello everybody and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're excited about today. We are remote on location in Dyersburg, Tennessee at the Dyersburg Workbase uh, for the agency. Excited about uh, being here today and being out on the road for Tennessee Wildcast. Miss uh, Amy Spencer is my co-host today and glad she's here with us. She's helping out and we are in her territory territory in West Tennessee. Um, and as you're watching the screen, if you're watching Tennessee Wildcast today, you are seeing some turtles, snapping turtles. We're talking snappers today. Yes, we are. So we're pretty excited about that. It's going to be fun. Got a, a great guest with us. Interesting uh, background here, and uh, great to see what Miss Sadie is doing uh, with snappers as a, uh, a graduate research project. So anyway, that's on on tap for today. But uh, first, we want to hit some uh, current events, some topics, and things we want to hit before we start talking snappers. And um, the first thing I want to hit. And we'll show that on the screen. And Mr. Don King's running camera for us today. We're uh, we got some new gear, and we're working on uh, uh, some of the technology. But today we're one camera with some movement. So here we Instead go. Instead of our normal three. Yeah, normal. <laughs> yeah, it's a little different today. Hey, look at this uh, crappie. What do you think about that? It's Amy? huge. Well, guess what? It is the new world record. It, it is. is confirmed. How did you know that? Uh, I got the email yesterday. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that is the new world record crappie, black crappie, at weighing in at five pounds, 7.68 ounces. So that's pretty cool. Lionel Ferguson. It is. and it, it uh, We had it on there, what, about a month ago on the Facebook page, and it went viral of mm -hmm. possible new world records and, of course, state record. And uh, we just got the confirmation back. It was confirmed. Uh, DNA on it proves that it is a black crappie. It is uh, not a hybrid. It's, it's a true black. black crappie, and we have a new world and state record black crappie so that's pretty cool so hey uh next thing i want to hit is uh is quota hunt quota hunt uh time is now uh actually today yes started today uh and you've got to, to july 25th by midnight to uh, get your applications in you can do it online or um, actually go to a, a real agent either way right so uh check that out it's online and etc and, and and get your get your preferences in and and hopefully you'll get your elk hunts are in there for all those that want to i know i always put in just you never know <laughs> you never know never know are you eligible i am eligible i guess so i guess we are so uh the chances are are, are, are an opportunity it's uh it's it's the it. chances are there. Yep. And then the uh, and you can also buy the uh, raffle ticket this year. Yes, that's that's actually when I bought my license earlier in the year. I, you know, I did that. Did mm -hmm. the chance for the raffle ticket. So ten dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, you can do as many chances as you want. And, I just bought one. <laughs> and uh, and those chances are, you can up increase the odds by you the number can. of tickets. Uh, so it's like the lottery. Somebody's got to win it. Mm-hmm. Somebody somebody will. Uh, one other thing we want to hit on, and I'm going to transition to the screen here, is. Um, the quick guide that we do this every year and we try to keep everybody make it easy for for the hunters and anglers or hunters i guess in this in this case um it's e just a quick summary yeah a quick summary of the seasons and easy easy guide so if you look on the home page and you click 2018-19 hunting season summary it goes to a pdf and i'll zoom in a little bit there for your folks at home if you're watching um there's the quick uh, the quick guide deer seasons turkey game birds migratory birds elk 
despair, et cetera, et cetera. And I just screenshotted it to my phone. So I've always got it if I need to go look at something. There you go. That's what, yeah, that would make it real easy. Just screenshot mm-hmm. that, uh, have it on your phone all the time. Now, there's, there's more details in the hunting guide, which will be coming out pretty soon. Make sure you always reference that for the, the fine print. Yes. Extra yes. details you need to be but aware of. So. This, is, this replaces the old pocket cards that we used to give out mm-hmm. at the check stations that everybody would love to get a hold of. Um, but this makes it easier. Just screenshot it, put it on your phone. You can just take a quick look at it. Yep. All right. Uh, the next thing I wanted to hit on is the velvet season. That's coming up uh, in August, August 24th through the 26th. It's a new three-day hunt that we're doing. Uh, it's an early deer hunt. It is. So it's that, going to be hot, but it's going to be interesting. And is that archery only? Right? That is archery only, private land, antler deer. Okay, yeah. So only. So. Antlered, private land, archery only. So yeah, we're, sure we're getting questions. Is you know, uh, uh, one of our WMAs apply? No, they do not. has to be private land. Just like our doe hunts that we have at the end of the year uh, in Unidale, it's the same thing, same type of hunt. Just okay. private land only. There you go. Also, Operation Drywater, that's uh, something we do every year, trying to curve accidents and and it's an, a heightened awareness and uh, for an enforcement weekend we'll have right. you know an increased boating presence on the water officers are trained in the detection of boating under the influence and they will be looking for that that is Ju- uh, june 29th through july 1st and you'll probably see some billboards across the state and some banners and some things but you will see an increased presence on the water yep so uh, be safe out there on the water um and while we're talking about water there's always uh, boating education courses out there that you can take and and, uh, Go online to find those yep. under the boating page. Under the boating page, tmwildlife.org. So uh, the last thing I want to uh, hit on before we talk to Sadie is uh, is Doug. Doug Markham, uh, you've seen him on the show many, many times, and he's our he was our he's our uh, main co-host and uh, normally on with me, but he has decided that he's it's time for him to retire. Hanging it up, going home. Uh, so enjoy, anyway. Enjoy the other life. <laughs> it's kind of sad that we're going to miss him, but yes, uh, we are. he's going to enjoy retirement. So uh Check uh, check back in with us next week. We're going to try to get him on next week for the, his final show uh, as an agency employee, but we'll get him back many times. <laughs> we'll try to get him back in here and help out. So, uh, Doug, if you're watching uh, this morning, we'll see you next week. Yep, yep. you're going to be on. <laughs> you just don't know it yet. <laughs> so, anyway, he's got to now. And uh, anyway, I think that's about I it. that's uh, it. Thanks for watching on Facebook if you're out there watching uh, this morning. And uh, if you're listening on the radio, uh, you're listening a few days late, but thanks for listening on the radio. And we appreciate that. We're starting to get some more um, stations picking us up, and that's mm-hmm. great. We're getting our message out there. Yep, yep. All right, well, let's transition to uh, Miss Sadie Hyder. Uh, she is from Southeast Missouri State University. Uh, she's a grad student there, and uh, she is working with the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency on an alligator snapping turtle movement in West Tennessee. So. Yeah, about a month ago, I think I posted some pictures and a little write-up of uh, what your project, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we went down to Wolf River and did a little visit. Um, so, Sadie, tell us about yourself. Um, well, like you said, I'm a graduate student. I'm getting my master's. Um, I just finished my first year in my master's degree, so I got one more to go. Uh, I'm originally from Missouri. I've lived in Missouri my whole life, but I feel like Tennessee is my second home at this point, especially <laughs> West Tennessee. Yeah, you're really starting to know that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I know West Tennessee a little better than I know my home <laughs> in Missouri. The rivers of West Tennessee. Yeah, the rivers, the rivers for sure. Um, and uh, I'm from Springfield, Missouri originally, which most people know that area for the Bass Pro and all of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, for fun, when I grew up, I grew up on cattle farms in the southern part of Missouri around the Ozarks, so um, I've always been an outdoorsy person, 
um, unfortunately, I didn't get to do much hunting, but I did a lot of fishing with family and um, rode a lot of horses, worked a lot of cows. That's I've great. done a little of everything. That's you know? great. Well, I that think horse trailers transitioned me into boat trailers. <laughs> <laughs> At least you knew how to drive a trailer. Yeah, yeah. How to back one in. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of horse trailers, Miss uh, Miss Amy here, she's a... Uh, she likes to ride and does a lot with horses and dogs. I do, I do. And, you know, I say this all the time. Everyone that has a driver's license should be able to pull a trailer and back a trailer yes. and know what it's like to drive down the interstate with people darting in and out of you. <laughs> oh, man. That should be a requirement. It should. So, yeah. Especially when you get going up hills and people get upset behind you because you just pull a little bit slower <laughs> when you got a big trailer out behind you, you know? Don't get so mad. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Uh, so what got you interested in alligator snapping turtles? Is that uh, something you've always thought about working with, or that just actually kinda... no? It's it's kind of an interesting story on how it happened. Um, so I did my undergraduate at University of Central Missouri, which is southeast of Kansas City, and um, I was my freshman year. I didn't really know what I wanted. I just liked the outdoors. I like biology, so I just was in general biology classes, like most people do when they first mm -hmm. start. And um, I got to be a sophomore, and um, it was summertime, and my mom was like, you really need to have a summer job. You know, you can't just sit <laughs> yeah. out in the house yeah. anymore. Get You're a, a college student. Yep. And uh, so I was, you know, really bummed. I was going to have to, like, work at Walmart or something, <laughs> you know. And I had a friend. Um, I was actually in a sorority in my undergrad. So I had a sorority sister named Eva who um, she was had just graduated and just started at uh, Missouri State University for her master's program. And she uh, asked me, she was on Facebook and was like, I need a tech for the summer, basically, oh, for, okay. my, for my master's. And I was like, oh, I'd rather do that than work at Walmart. Yeah. And so I was messaging her. And anyway, so it all turned out really great. And I ended up in uh, northern Oklahoma um, on the Caney River and was trapping for alligator snapping turtles. Oh, really? For her yeah. master's. Because okay. um, Missouri cool. State actually has a really good collaboration with Oklahoma, working um, with, like, Tishomingo National Fish Hatchery and a couple other collaborators um, trying to help preserve those populations. So it kind of all started with alligator snapping turtles. So after that summer, and it was a really great field site. We, got to, we camped for three months in tents and, <laughs> you know, and we were like on the boat every day setting gill nets and cutting up bait. and Better catching, than a real job. Yeah, and catching <laughs> lots of turtles. And I was like, man, I'm being paid all summer to do this, yeah. you know, like yeah. this is great. And so then I got back into school the next semester and I was like, I want to do ecology, like I want to be wildlife, outdoors, and then that summer just pretty much put me on the path to helping out with a bunch of other graduate student projects and doing all kinds of stuff and led me to work for the Missouri Department of Conservation for a summer and get some experience with fish and more with boats and oh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And That's awesome. Um, yeah, it just kind of put me on that path and I'm really excited to be here and be doing what I'm doing. It's I really great. And so. you were telling me before the show that uh, through the Tennessee Aquarium, the oh how it came about, yeah. yeah. This so this whole project kind of started um, before me, I think three years ago now. Yeah, you're the second graduate. I'm student. the second graduate student on the project. Um, so the first year of it was kind of just getting it all set up. But basically, um, Rob Colvin mm -hmm. started out, um, which is here in West Tennessee. Right. Yeah, he's West Tennessee Region One, um, our non-game guy. He uh, wanted to to work with. Her turtles he wanted he's a herpetology guy he um he told me he's like i asked him about it the other day he told me he really wanted to um do do a cool research project that nobody had done and alligator snapping turtles are need some research in west tennessee so he kind of like 
uh, lit that fire and started like doing some trapping on his own for the agency and doing some stuff for you guys. And then um, my advisor, Dr. Davenport and um, Josh Ennen at the Tennessee Aquarium Conservation Institute um, heard about it and they were really excited and they're like, we would love to get in on this and get some grad students, get you some help and really make this a big project. And he was like, yeah, of course, let's do it. So Tennessee uh, Wildlife Resource Agency, you know, you guys have a grant that they applied for and got, and um, then it just became this big collaboration. Yeah, we started a really partnership cool. in 2015. Yeah, so um, that was really cool. And so the first graduate student um, basically just kind of set the precedence for trapping and surveying and worked mostly in southwest Tennessee. Um, and then I came in last summer and got to start working on the northern northwestern part of Tennessee and then this summer we're kind of just hitting everything we've missed <laughs> now across. we were talking earlier we have reintroduced turtles into West Tennessee yes uh, we've done I think what is it 450 approximately in the last 18 years yes but you all have found in your research some native populations that are not introduced turtles yes so the first graduate student on the project um, found on some private land a population of okay. native alligator snapping turtles which was a really cool discovery because um it was just one of those things you know um some local fishermen it was it's like a popular spot for some friends or family or something and uh they you know of course like claimed to have seen them but they didn't have pictures and we were like well let's trap it let's see what we what they have and it turns out it was and it was like a big population and it was thriving and doing well and we're really excited that it's there and that um, that they're doing well and it, that we didn't have to put them there, you know. So they are in West Tennessee. <laughs> That's cool. You know, you always hear that, well, I saw one, but, you know. Yeah, but, but you most never know. of it's older stories of. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's part of it, too, is a lot of people are like, well, you know, back 20 years ago, they were here. Right. And, of course, over time, they may not be there anymore. But or Tennessee has deemed them in need of management. And that yes. is because of lo we've had a loss of population and mm -hmm. other factors yeah I would say it's mainly due to for most of the alligator snapping turtle range um, there's a lot of over exploitation mm -hmm. um, especially in the 60s and 70s and for turtles they're such a long-lived species that when you really cull out those adults um, really fast all at once it takes the juveniles even if they do survive because juveniles have very low survival rate anyway because even big fish can eat little turtles um, then it takes them 10, 20 years to sexually mature. And so then that population, even if it is still there, may not bounce back for 20 years okay. after you've taken out all those big adults. So when turtle soup was really popular across the U.S., not just here in Tennessee, um, that happened. And it just turns out alligator snapping turtles take a lot longer to bounce back than maybe other turtle species or maybe they're a little more... Uh, habitat specific so they don't yeah and we're, back and we're losing habitat uh seems like it's faster and faster every year yeah that's a big problem too i think um the combination probably uh did a lot of work on yeah. them uh, i think the over harvest really pushed it and then having that habitat lost it certainly doesn't help right. you know them bounce back from something like that mm. so now, your thesis is just uh, studying the movement in West Tennessee. Yeah, so one of the reintroduced populations and along the Wolf River um, that we found again 10 years later uh, is still doing well. And so my thesis is I put some transmitters out. There's about 16 turtles that I'm tracking, and I'm just seeing what they're doing, maybe why that population did better than other reintroductions that we haven't been able to find again as of yet. Um, and just kind of see, you know, 
especially for management purposes since they're in need of it, you know, what their space use is like, how much space they really need to move out and around in and what kind of habitat they're really using or that they're around the most um, so that we can, if we do, are able to do another reintroduction, which I think there might be in the works for that in the, f in the much in the future, um, the agency has a really good idea of, well, this area would work really well because from your research, reasons. knowing what habitat yeah. we need and what, mm -hmm. what requirements. And like how much space, okay. how much habitat, hopefully, is the goal for me. And, and I think Jason's anyway. going to pull up some pictures for the ones that are, are listening to us on radio. We've got some uh, some really cool alligator staff and turtle pictures. Yeah, I took yeah. those a couple weeks they ago. They look great. They look yeah. great. And, really and I was good. thinking about some of these next questions, and you'll see in these shots what the what the – what, what y'all are doing. doing. So yeah. mm -hmm. you're, you're putting tags and you're weighing them and you're measuring them. Just talk about the process and what you're doing there. And, and explain your traps. We're talking about trapping, but for people out there, they oh, may not yes. understand what we're doing. I have a picture of a trap on here. It's a net, but explain that because a lot of people don't right. realize what you're doing. Turtle traps are a little different than your standard fishing trap. So I think most people, when they think hoop nets, they think catfish nets. And so they're like the really um, like around two, three feet diameter and they're really long and you stake them out and you stake them all the way in deep water. Somewhere. But for turtle nets, um, we don't need them to be that long. They're about, um, they're three rings, if that gives you mm -hmm. kind of an idea. So maybe four or five feet long, maybe. Um, and then the way we, you can do them different ways. You can stake them out. Um, we put poles on ours, so we cut conduit basically and notch it and uh, stretch the nets that way. And then we stake the nets out um, and we do bait them with fresh fish and uh they have like a throat in them. So instead of having a circle throat, like a lot of catfish nets, they'll have kind of an elongated uh, horizontal throat that allows more turtles to get in. And of course, when you set them, you want to set them with an air pocket because turtles can't. They've got to be able to breathe. they got to come up to air for They've air. Breathe. So that's a big difference between setting a catfish net and a turtle net. Although you will get turtles sometimes in catfish nets <laughs> regardless. <laughs> but um, hopefully you pull them before <laughs> the turtles need air. But that's basically what the nets are like. They're uh, three-ring hoop nets. Now, the, the day that I went out with her, she, uh, she caught one. They brought it back. I did. And uh, then they start doing measurements and, and tell, tell everybody how, how you do that, what you're doing. Yeah, so after we catch a turtle, um, we have these huge measuring tools called calipers, which I think a lot of people may use for fish as well. I'm not sure. But they basically look like a big, long yardstick with two pointed ends on it. And the ends move so you can get a kind of a precise measurement on their shell. Um, so we measure the top of the shell, which is called the carapace, and then the bottom, which is the plastron. And um, for alligator snappers, sometimes you'll take uh, tail measurements to determine gender because you can't uh, look at sexual dimorphism to sex them. And also, but also they have to be an adult to do that. So for our, for my my study site, they're subadults, so we can't tell gender right now. But we can take those measurements to make sure that we can't okay. for later. Um, for later, okay. Um, and then we put them, we use a bucket to weigh them. We just <laughs> use a standard fish scale, mm -hmm. uh, weighing device and we use kilograms for that. Um, the bucket usually works pretty well. If you get a really big turtle, like we got, um, when I was a tech in Oklahoma, you kind of have to make a, a rope lasso <laughs> around the turtle <laughs> and then hold the scale up. So got to improvise a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes, and sometimes big common snappers will break buckets too. Now, uh, and that is holes. something that you do catch common snappers and you'll catch alligator snappers. Yes. So, and you, you are taking measurements on some of the other ones too, right? Yeah. So okay. in our trapping surveying, um, we get all kinds of bycatch, um, ready sliders, map turtles, um, 
all kinds of stuff like that. And uh, we take measurements on all of those for the most part. And we're also taking um, some toenail clips and um, we take blood from snapping turtles. We've tried to take some blood from sliders, but it's a little more difficult process. Um, and the toenails and the blood is just because we have a professor at Southeast Missouri State that works in toxicology. And so she wanted to look at mercury levels in turtles um, since we were out there and we were already catching the turtles. Hey, you're already there. Yeah, can you get me some like, Can you get me some stuff yeah, too? She's yeah, she's like, hey, can you just <laughs> cut some toenails for me? Uh, and yeah. it's just become part of the project. And um, Which was kind of cool because in the pictures that we uh, showed earlier, it uh, you take the blood from the tail. So you'll clip mm -hmm. the end of the tail and that's where you get the blood. And you'll see that in there. And for people that not sure what, what's going on in the picture. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And we take the tail clip from alligator snapping turtles too, specifically because we want, if we wanted to look at their DNA um, later on in the beginning, when they first find the populations, like if we found a new population this summer, which I'm still hoping, hoping you'll find one in the next two weeks, <laughs> um, we'll, take those tissue clips and send them off to a different lab that does genetics. And then they'll see if um, their genes or DNA look more similar to native populations or to the DNA that, of the turtles that you all reintroduced, since okay. we do have that on file. Um, so then we know, that's how we know definitively that the population I'm looking at is reintroduced. And the other population was native by looking at those DNA sequences. So um, yeah, so taking the tail snip is kind of a part of that. And then also it allows for us to take blood using little um, capillary tubes, mm -hmm. which I think were in the photos. Um, mm -hmm. And you, it's really easy, like, uh, blood moves up capillary tubes. Yeah. It's just... It's like when you go to the doctor and they're, you know, they yeah. get... Like, especially if you've had a child and they uh, prick their finger, that's exactly what they're using. Same thing. Right. Or and it's like it, yeah. pricking to check your iron levels yep. for to, to give blood. It's the same concept. It's just a longer tube. Mm -hmm. So... And we use three only because um, sometimes... Different turtles don't bleed as well, so, like, you can kind of tell if you're getting a lot of, um, you know, water in the blood or things like that, and you need, like, I think you only really need one tube, but sometimes you get those other things in there, so that way you know, like... <laughs> well, that's like when you're at the doctor's office, enough. they get a little yeah. extra. They take a little more than they need, just, just to be extra. safe, yeah. <laughs> um, and one, the other thing you're doing is you're putting pit tags in them. Yes, we use um, pit tags uh, are a long-term option, just in case, so... For those that don't under know what a pit tag is, it's a little transponder device. Yep. It's, and, yeah, like, it's uh, like a little fuse. Doesn't it? yeah, it's really small. Yeah, but it's like it's a fuse. really small. Um, especially, and you can get them even smaller. It looks for like different you're, you're a, You'll see in the photos, it looks like we're t sticking a needle in one, but it's actually the syringe, and that's the pit tag going yeah, in. Yeah, there's a little um, syringe needle, and then you they just fit right in there, mm -hmm. and they have a little um, plunger that puts in the other side, and then we have basically it's like a gun. Like if you're getting your ear pierced, right. it's like a little gun you squeeze and uh you just kind of hold their tail and put it in a 45 degree angle and then just pop the tail and that allows you in. to check to see if it's one that you've caught before or not because yes. you've done you've done that before it's a method of knowing whether or not um you've caught the turtle and also knowing exactly what turtle it is so that way you know you know maybe um 20 30 years from now this project goes on again or so Tennessee wants to keep trapping that long who knows um and you run a pit tag hey we scanner. got this we got this turtle at Wolf River on this day yeah. yeah and they run a scanner over it and they're like oh this has been caught before like this is the number and then they contact everyone who's trapped there or who they know and then you could pull up the spreadsheet that I've made and you could say yeah this turtle was caught you know June 2017 or something yeah. and, and then the one of the one the one you caught that day you actually mm -hmm. put a transmitter on it so you can yes. track it yeah yeah, so that's another reason to have pit tags, too, in case transmitter failure or um, 
maybe like the adhesive doesn't work that day or something, if it falls off and, you, and then we catch it again when we're trying to take off transmitters or doing other things, then we know like, oh, this turtle is supposed to have a transmitter. <laughs> and Where is it? Yeah, but they're, they're made so, to fall off uh, right. or y'all can take them off either one. Yeah, so. we plan to take them off um, since the adhesive I used is pretty good. It's like a, a boat. Mm-hmm. adhesive to patch boats so <laughs> it stays on pretty well but you sticks can, to the shell pretty good yeah but you can dremel it off pretty easily so and this is this uh this kind of work can be pretty dangerous is that right is yes that what it I is hear? she has got she's got a pretty good uh war wound yeah, on her arm i do have um i don't know if you can everyone see it likes to ask about my it's right turtle there. scar <laughs> it's this is about the size of the mouth of a sub-adult in the wolf river there you go um and this part, this bottom part's a little puncture wound, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's it is dangerous to work with snapping turtles. I'll admit that. Um, although I do think if you know what you're doing and if you're being careful, you will not get bit. I think a lot of people fear that, and I do. I will say that all turtles bite, and they will injure you (laughs) because the thing about turtle bites um hey i was there that day i got bit (laughs) yeah and the thing about turtle bites hey and i know i was just (laughs) not i was too busy looking at the uh what was it that was on it um leech a leech we were too busy looking at the leech i was fascinated by the leech and i was trying to get a picture of Mm -hmm. the leech and bam Uh yeah i just got your finger a little bit yeah yeah yeah. he got me a lot better yeah Um, but i I don't have that i was lucky though because um I, it, what happened, I was putting on a transmitter. So normally this wouldn't happen. Like most people aren't putting transmitters you, on at snapping and turtles. And here, here comes some and distractions. And of course <laughs> a, a group of, you know, students were coming through or a group of people. And um, so I was distracted and I normally, I'm very careful, but I had him sitting with his mouth facing this way and I was pushing the transmitter down because the adhesive's like a putty. So you kind of have to like press it yeah, into she place. You got a picture of her like they like, hold it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was pressing on it with this hand and then I pulled back and looked up at the group and I was like, oh no, like we need to hurry, you know, like Here comes, yeah. get these turtles like back in buckets away from the people. And then I reach, of course, with the wrong hand to push the transmitter again. And then I, uh, Josh, Dr. Ennen, like instinctively like pushed started to push my arm back because he could tell it Too was going to happen. Coming, yeah. And so I like instinctively did this and then he grabbed me here. Uh-oh. So I was so close <laughs> to getting out of that. And but of course, the first thing I asked her was, please tell me you got a cool picture of like a turtle hanging <laughs> yeah. off your arm. But no, she no. <laughs> I mean, they have those sharp little beaks, which mm-hmm. makes them very different from commons. And uh, they'll really dig in. They'll start tearing. They'll start, yeah, yeah. It, it tears. You didn't need any hurts. ligaments or tendons torn. <laughs> no, thankfully he got me in it decent spot compared to where like if he got a finger or something um that would have been much worse but this is not that bad i was glad i had so. something in my hand because it was a finger on if i had yeah. not had something in my hand it would it could have been bad yeah so yeah um but in general you know not too worrisome about yeah. snappers i don't think if you're handling from behind or with a bucket yeah you know, <laughs> you'll be okay you're okay <laughs> hey this was some great information uh thanks for being here real quick though anything else you want us to know about turtles um i would say that turtles are really important you know i think a lot of people think that they're a trash species and that um they just tear up nets and eat fish and they're really not um they eat a lot of detritus and dead things that um, pollute rivers and i think that they're really important um and they're really fun you know and if you really look at shells and what they look like you see some really neat stuff so it's good um i think just knowing that 
you know, turtles are, are an interesting species. And enjoy the biodiversity of Tennessee. Enjoy I yeah. say this over and over Tennessee again. Tennessee has a lot of turtles, and they're all really unique. So there we um, go. it's cool that you even have alligator snapping turtles. It is. You never know. If you yeah. find one, I want to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for being with us. Thanks for taking time out of your, your research project. And, Amy, thanks for setting this up. It's been a great interview. Uh, thanks to the Dyersburg guys here at the office for letting us uh, – uh, be here today and use their space. Hijack their area. Yeah. So anyway. Thanks for having me. Thanks for oh, it's a- thanks for what? Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.